Hello, I'm Stephen Blush. Thank you for checking out the Rock History 101 interview from The Vaults podcast, part of the weekly podcast series on the Blush Media Network. Last week, we premiered the American Hardcore podcast with legendary LA punk photographer Edward Culver. In that episode, Edward and I spoke at length about his photos. And when we spoke about the seminal bands like The Adolescents, Social Distortion, and Christian Death, I realized that all these bands had one thing in common. It was their founding member, the original Orange County punk, Rick Agnew. Now, I met Rick in the early 80s, and then the late 80s, I interviewed him for Seconds Magazine, so we had a bit of a history. Flash forward to 2018, when the great Tony Mann and I went to LA to promote my New York rock book. That's where we conducted a few more interviews. So we visited Rick at his home for a few hours and found him to be in tremendous spirits. The coolest surprise for me was meeting the driving force in Rick's positive life path. His old lady, as he referred to her as, one of my favorite goth singers, Jeton Damone. Anyway, so after last week's great response to Edward Culver, I got to thinking about this Rick Agnew interview. And that is why our conversation with Rick is the next episode of Rock History 101, Interviews from the Vaults. Thank you for checking this out. <laughs> yeah, we're in like three bands together. What's funny is we were both in the same band, but at different points, like right at transition, her and I. Oh, okay, yeah. And we never met each other. We were in a lot of same shows, gigs, all this stuff. Oh, yeah? Never met until like about six years ago in, in Orange County of all places and mm -hmm. stuff. But, um, yeah, because I, I was in Christian Death from 81 to like 80, beginning of 83. Mm-hmm. And then they transitioned kind of, and Roz got the Pompeii 99 people, and she was in Pompeii 99. Oh, yeah. that, was a, that was a good band. So yeah. she was, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, Chaton yeah. Damone. Yeah. Yeah. Chaton Damone? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? yeah. Oh, wow. That's my old lady. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> 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 hello. Yeah. <laughs> you. Say hello later. Yeah, we used to do, I used to publish articles on her and stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll he had Seconds Magazine and yeah. wrote American Hardcore. And Awesome. Where Seconds Magazine was a great magazine. Oh, nice. I got some old ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where I interviewed you for, for uh, that, myself. That was the one with, uh, was it Lemmy in it? Yep. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Lemmy I, cover. Yeah. I still have it. It's purple awesome. and green yep, and yep, white. Yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Awesome. That was my interview, yeah. Very cool. Awesome. That was a great interview. Yeah, I told you that I did of either in jail or dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And one of yeah. those quotes ended up in the American Hardcore book. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, I'm just a fan, you know, I've known you, obviously known your stuff for, followed it. Um, kind of talk about, I mean, we hear you're like the first kind of punk rock, or amongst the first or whatever, in Orange County and all that. Um, just describe Orange County rock before punk rock, like the scene or like, or the, the social scene of whatever. Well, the song OC Live kind of, you know, says it all, basically. You know, it's just a suburb that's kind of, you know, backwards a bit you know what i mean it's not city it's mm -hmm. close enough to city but it's backwards so and very very it was very uh how do you say like you know like that movie dazed and confused explains it perfectly <laughs> yeah we were basically those kids the other mm -hmm. kids that were getting the shit beat out of them and stuff and um but for you know even before punk just being you know that we were different pe different 
into different bands, you know, Queen, Kiss, things like that that are yeah. more now. Back then, if you like that stuff, you know, you like that shit, man. Yeah. You like that fag. <laughs> yeah, shit, you'd still you be know? called a fag, and I never really understood that because I wasn't gay, you know. And I was like always being called a fag because of music. Yeah, so, I get, so I get that. <laughs> um, but it was like, uh, so what were the what were the show, was shows like those like what we would called keg parties is that is that yep that's a good yeah the gig keg parties and it would always be these cover bands you know mm -hmm. in fact i was that's one of my first bands or a couple of my first bands were cover bands mm -hmm. playing those backyard parties yeah describe that scene describe those parties what would happen at these parties where they because <laughs> they were pretty wild right cops well, and, no well, not know. that then it was well kind of but not really i mean yeah. people were really like kind of describe this, what, what a lot a keg of party. most people don't even know what a keg yeah. party Party is. They'd have like a, a keg or two or three, and uh, then they'd charge at the door, you know, and uh, then they'd have like some cover band playing, you know, because back then there was nobody played original music. Correct. Mm -hmm. It was all covers. I mean, there was bands that would play the party circuit, and they'd be like, <laughs> there was always like this. It's like, okay, we we have an original, and we're gonna play our original now, yeah. and everybody be like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and it was it was usually just the worst song you'd ever heard. You know, yeah. it's like, "Come on, guys!" You know, so it stuck like that. Punk rock made made it to where bands could write their own stuff, and that was beautiful. And that's what the keg party still happened after punk rock got in and everything and mm -hmm. stuff. Just a different set of clientele. Some switched. Some were the ones that would come in kick the shit out of us at parties and get mm -hmm. fights with us and stop us on the street but um the earlier ones yeah um i was playing that's when i was playing bass and we would do we would do covers like you know montrose bowie Aerosmith, oh, yeah. uh, zeppelin sabbath mm -hmm. deep purple right heap mm -hmm. you know which is music i loved in and always loved and always will mm -hmm. you know it just seemed like there was a little time where you know you weren't allowed to like your, you know, classic rock shit anymore when you became hung. It's like, fuck. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Or I'm gonna get rid of my record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You know, yeah, that's really cool to hear that. So, so um, yeah. So you come out with is the Detours? Is that like the original Detours? Is that what the the first punk, your first punk rock band is? Or do you actually should I say, kind of talk about when you discover punk rock? You know. Okay. Uh, basically, there was uh, two guys. Uh, Bill and Bob, and uh, Bob went by Beatrice when they, they they were the very first quote unquote punk band. They couldn't play, yeah, yeah. and they just banged guitars in front of uh, stuffed dolls on um, <laughs> on lawn chairs in the garage. All right, and uh, but they got to where they could they could play, and they were one of the first bands from out there that we did the uh, we opened a mask show, and everybody hated us. Yeah, and I mean mm -hmm. to make you know punk. To make early punk bands and people hate you. We thought that was an accomplishment. That's awesome, <laughs> right? Yeah. The naughty women. So, uh, the naughty women, right, right. Yeah, Bill. Yeah. Bill to this day is a. Uh, he has a record store called Black Hole Records oh, yeah. in oh, Orange County. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's Bill Evans and Beatrice. He's out in the desert somewhere, and he's he's like one of those like conspirator kind of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that was the first one. I played drums so that, with them. That, that's a cover band too. No, they they wrote originals, yeah, yeah. yeah because they couldn't play anything yeah, yeah. else. Yeah. You so, played drums. You played drums. I played um, drums at one point. I played uh, bass at one point. I'd switch off, you know, as as we got different people. Later on down the road, about '83, we did a clientele list, and it was like over 60 people had been in the Naughty Women. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
the revolving wow. door. Right just on. Yeah. Everybody from jocks to like bikers to, you know, just everybody, wow. you know, yeah. Excellent. And then and then you start your own band? Is that how it goes? And then, um, well, from that, it, that was just kind of just for fun and yeah, it yeah. wasn't to be in a real band or anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just because it was punk rock. Sure. They were the only ones, you know, and it was were a Were you very just out of high school or when, when? When is that? Uh, the Naughty Women was just out of high school, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, around that time, too, it was uh, roadieing for a band called The Mechanics. Oh, yeah. They were amazing. They influenced the Orange County scene completely. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but they yet they you know they had long hair, so you know, and they their sound was kind of rock, but it was amazing. You know, it's amazing stuff. It like I said, it influenced all of us. Mm -hmm. And uh, but for back then, you know, there was that separation kind of thing where, so they were too punk for rock and too rock for punk. They were stuck in that like sure. purgatory. Sure. During that time, so. Um, but that, that was happening. So then Detours, who are also from La Habra, which, by the way, the mechanics were from. Yeah. Uh, Scott, the singer, told me about Detours and, you know, that they are got this band going. So I look into it and I join them. And then a lot of the songs that we wrote while we were together was, that was 78. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, was a lot of the songs that were hits later on for DI and adolescence, you know, because you always drag your luggage with you it's sure. when you leave vans, you know, and stuff. So yep. that's why there's a lot of versions. So describe these first times you're bringing, playing punk rock in Orange County. Like, you know, like with the Detours and all these first bands. Well, back, back yeah, when Detours would do these parties, it was like the older, like the Kager crowd, the, you know, you know, jocks and yeah. whatever, stoners and everybody and stuff that would go to the cover band ones would come to us because our singer Gordon and our bass player Jeff were like big men on campus at La Havre High School. They were jocks, yeah, you know, right. but, but they were into crazy shit. They loved all the music we loved and they mm -hmm. loved punk rock. And so, you know, and they were, they, they were good, you know, so uh, we played these parties. So there was no difference. It was like, it was like, you know, like, color deaf or whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. where they you know everybody's just still partying having a good time woo woo you know and all that kind of stuff our music was faster and more just raw and you know things like that and we had short hair and stuff but the, it was like whatever right were you playing were you wanting to play faster because of surf things or for or why just because you're young and excited uh, or punk why? rock yeah yeah <laughs> ramones yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so the songs you know and that's why we did like you know, like from the Blue Album, No Way, Amoeba, Creatures, mm -hmm. those songs. So those were know, all so. starting the detours, all those yes. songs. Yes, right. And uh, Guns, Hang Ten East Berlin, from Di, some of the Di songs were detour songs mm -hmm. as well. Which are your favorite? You know, we know all your plethora of bands in that eighty to eighty four ish era. You do? <laughs> but, I don't but, know all of them. But I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> how many you started and all this kind of stuff. Um, what what was the best of them, or what's the what do you remember of like starting any one of any one of these bands? I don't know, like like uh, adolescence or social D or DI, whatever. What what about them? What like which do you look back? Uh, do you, what do you look back most fondly of of like those that era of you? All of it. Yeah. All of it completely. I wouldn't trade in a moment, man. You know, and that's what I loved about punk rock from the get go too. Is that you know it. It went along with my lifestyle, mm -hmm. you know, which is, you know, I mean, just don't maliciously hurt from anybody to steal it and everything else is, hey, mm -hmm. it's good and just make, you know, have no regrets, you know, mm -hmm. and 
just do what what's there impulsively and I don't know like that you know because you're really like the, the pioneer the godfather or whatever of all, all this stuff you know it's really like these bands but none like I mean I knew about I had actually because I was in New York had seen Bauhaus and birthday party and stuff like that but like when I heard the Christian death that you were doing that really resonated with me because it was it was rock you know and, yeah uh, that started that 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 stuff started a movement yeah that was that was a lot of fun i mean there was yeah there was like i said all the moments all the different phases and stuff were all great fun good you know mm -hmm. always fun always good otherwise what's the point you know it's, i still live by that credo today mm -hmm. talk, talk about maybe the early early christian death how you got in there and what Anything, anything about it? Anything about they opened for us in Pomona at mm -hmm. a show where we were adolescents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, we saw the list of the bands and the Christian Death opening, and it's like, that's an interesting name. But we didn't think anything that they would look or sound the way they did. Mm -hmm. So when they showed up and everything, Roz was, uh, uh, you know, he was hang he was doing his makeup in the bathroom. I'm looking at these two. I'm like, right, right, right. Okay. And then I noticed those people there looked like they were dressed for a funeral, and there was all these lilies and everything. Mm -hmm. They lined up the stage with lilies, and then they started playing this song. And uh, it was like Sabbath. It reminded me of like just bad Sabbath in a way. Because <laughs> <laughs> the guitar player would just play the chords, right. you know, and stuff. And right. then, in fact, the first song he didn't even play on it because he didn't know what to do on it. I thought it was interesting. That song later, later on became Burn Offering, so oh, yeah. with all the sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was great. Um, so uh, anyway, that was getting near the end of my adolescence career. I could kind of feel it mm -hmm. <laughs> in the air. Okay. You know? right. So okay. and they were also a lot of those. They were a lot of younger. Were they younger than other members of the adolescents? Um, Christian Death? No, I'm saying with adolescents. Oh. Because so you, you're talking about leaving adolescence and going on to. Oh uh, yeah, Casey and I are the same age. Yeah. Uh huh. And those guys were like. I don't know what you'd say uh, 18 or a generation back yeah, like, yeah. like when we graduated they were going to the high school that's, that's yeah. my point so like yeah. when, when you're yeah. young like a huge mm -hmm. amount of years yeah but now like nothing but when you're when and, you're kids like a lot and then also Frank Steve and Tony started the band they yeah. they were right. like they felt like they built the foundation of the band and stuff mm -hmm. And he, then they had, because there was two other guys in the band at the time. Mm -hmm. And as they got replaced by me and, and Casey, because, mm -hmm. you know, they needed somebody to do the stuff. Then we brought our detour songs along with us, because mm -hmm. Casey was playing the detours yeah, with yeah. me. Because before that, I was playing in Social Distortion, which I meant before that was in Detours Part 1. Yeah. <laughs> Just wow. believe me, it's like... <laughs> Talk a second about Casey, because, yeah, I mean, we know he passed. But um, also, like, he's really an important character in all this stuff, too, with, with you. Oh, yeah. You know, DI, DI kind of gets forgotten sometime in the history and stuff like that, but whatever, whatever comment. They're kicking ass now. I mean, they, yeah. he's kept it rolling. That's one thing, man. He's kept it rolling this whole time. Yeah. Different lineups and finally got a great lineup, you know? Mm -hmm. Good, clean, sober lineup that just really, I mean, I saw them a couple of years ago and I was just bowled over. I was mm -hmm. like, wow, he's really, they're really good. Um, yeah, Casey's Casey's great guy. He's, you know, he has his faults and everything, like we all did. I mean, he'd been cleaning up his act too, you know, because he almost died. He OD'd, and his son finds him and stuff, you know. So, 
I had to smack them around for that one later on. Yeah. <laughs> because I still see them, you know, we're yeah, buddies yeah. and everything and stuff, but we're, you know, solid with each other. So mm -hmm. something like that, you just don't go like, oh, that was cool, dude, you know. Mm -hmm. You just take them and you throw them off the pier, make them swim back. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think the shows, you know, everyone knows like that in Orange County, the, the physicality was was stepped up a notch from the original punk rock and why do you think that was is that surf culture is that just living in the living in the suburbs and stepped up a notch like it's a little physical it's faster even and amped up and yeah amped we up. feel yeah right there's the like the crowd reactions the slam dancing started you know the mm. the, the you know just like the like well it even freaked out a lot of the early punk rock people about how, mm -hmm. how oh yeah how intense orange <laughs> county was and what do you why do you think that was? What you know? Combination of a couple things. One is um, we always get the, for the very thing that we'd get insulted for, which was, oh, you come from nice middle class homes and everything. What do you got to rebel against? What do you got to be so destructive and whatever about? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, well, you try being that person and having, you know, it. You know the whole yeah. spiel about how what those kids have to go through. Yeah. And you know, I mean, if you're just living on the streets like a city punk or whatever and stuff, you don't got this fucking dichotomy of a family you know nuclear family that is fucking just you know boggling with your head they wanting to put you in an institute because you want to cut your hair mm -hmm. right. you know type yeah. thing. that's bullshit like just this what i what i, I used to come to uh, summers in fountain valley to my cousins and, i'm sorry and, uh, yeah yeah i'm saying but I, the hyper conformity there was like scary you know? yes yes it, very it, much because we i was even from new jersey a suburb of new york but it wasn't like that it was like so like you know, everybody it's, thought like the same way. Oh yeah, that's why Trump reigned supreme down there. Yeah, yeah. That that whole South County mm -hmm. area. You know, that's why a lot of the the Nazi skinheads came from that area and everything. Right. It's never left. It's always been there. That kind of, you know, just physical looking negative, you know, destructive attitude. Uh, but it comes from that. It comes from living in a in a nicer area, but having nothing to really rebel against and having your way. And your parents worked everywhere. You know. And it was just from that. It was latchkey kids, yeah. you know, became criminals because, you know, it's almost like a, a, like you know ghetto kids without a father mm -hmm. and the mom has to work two three yeah. jobs. The shop is unattended. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but on a higher level, they got more money and they got yeah. more things they can mess up. So anyway, and it's faster and it's more energetic because same reason that extreme sports basically centered right. out of those, yes. you know, and yes. everything. There's just some, I think it's just something about the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a myth of the East Coast of like California's laid back, but we feel like from experience that, you know, there's super high energy and, you know, there was some violence and there's all kinds of stuff. People think of California as like, oh, groovy and mellow, but there's an intensity of this area and what you were doing. And that's, yeah. you know, belies the myth of whatever. Oh, yeah. There was some early. Uh, uh, punk parties in the mm -hmm. late 70s out there mm -hmm. in Huntington Beach, Costa Mesa. I mean, where the house would literally be destroyed. Yeah. It was just like, I mean, it made my jaw drop. I just, I, you know, I thought it was horrible. At the same time, I was fascinated. It was like a train wreck, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. Because we went to go see the, uh, the, the band The Clan. Mm -hmm. Um, from the Rodney, yeah, 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 yeah. They uh, they were playing this party, so we were uh, oh, let's go, let's go to that party, check it out, and everything. We pull up, and there's you know these cops are there and everything, and there's <laughs> paramedics there, and it's like the whole place, every window was smashed out, 
walls were huge chunks of the walls were knocked out and everything and stuff the furniture is all out in the the lawn i mean and literally it was like a scene out of a movie where like the the parents had been called home or wherever and the parents were standing there with their kids and they were just like crying in a hug, group hugging each other you know and the cops trying to talk to them and stuff and i'm all like well, well this party's over mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but it yeah it was crazy do you crazy. is there a Talk about surfers, because I think there's a, a real relationship to, like, like the kind of punk rock that came out of here and kind of how surfers are, which is kind of, like, mellow but crazy violent, too. So. Yeah, get off my way, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, Pete, Calabunga, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, you cut them off at your Turf. board, and, yeah, you're going to get bloody, you know. You, yeah. You're gonna get thrown against the barnacles. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a big turf thing. Yeah. yeah, Casey sings about that a lot because Casey's been Royer. He's been a yep. uh, you know surf all his life, mm-hmm. and he's he's true to form. You know that's why I admire about him. But um, yeah, there's that surf culture that is like that. You know, I mean, my like surf punks in yeah, yeah. my beach, go. Yeah. yeah. But you know, and, it, it, I guess it was always like that because I've done my research yes, about like the, old, the 60s, the kids in the Pendletons are still fucking, you know, oh, like yeah. at the Dick Dale shows or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just that, you know, that surf and, you know, like I said, it's something about that beach, something about California beaches that just, I don't know, overload the kids with fucking kid juice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But they do, yeah. They get all crazy, you know. Did you, know, you see a lot of shows? Skateboarding. Yeah. Did you see a lot of shows before you were playing shows? Um, or did you start playing? Pretty much start playing, but mm-hmm. uh, I'd say well, the shows that I well, watched as a spectator before actually be coming into the into right. the dregs right. was like the uh, shows at the Whiskey and Starwood. Okay. You know, it's like Diva would play four nights, and uh-huh. that that was like you know before Q yeah. we are. That's when they just had that single. Yeah. Wow. Those shows were made, and they were, you just go across the street to Licorice Pizza, I get free tickets for it. Right. Mm-hmm. So we come out, and there would be two shows a night, and so we we'd be here for all four nights, and they did another run a couple months later. You know, and we're just God, this is great. Then they got signed. So it's, I guess later on, as you'd know the business, it was like a what do you call it? the company was pushing, but that's how they got out here from Akron in the first place. Right. But um, seeing them, uh, uh, a lot of shows at the Mask practically lived at the Mask, you know. Uh-huh. You see like Rick uh, Wilder play shows and people like that too? Yeah, in fact, Rick Wilder, um, every Monday we can, he, he comes over and we hang out oh, right and on. stuff. And we're going to do some recording real, real soon. I, I, some have, I stuff. have recorded one with him as well. And uh, I've met him and he lives in New York sometimes too, but we'd like to talk to him sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah, he's Huh? Well, I'm sorry. Would you see Don't. Would you see uh, arena shows like arena bands as well? Like, did you see Queen or any of those bands? Oh yeah, arena shows definitely. You know, the if, man, I would really want to see. Like, you know, Kiss I've been to Kiss a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Metallica when you know as it got bigger, uh-huh. like in Long Beach Arena and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Go to like the Forum and stuff Motley like Crue, that. Motley Crue, Rat. Yeah. Because I liked a lot of those bands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought they were great, and they were great dudes too. Yeah. You know, we'd go see their band, and then they'd come see our bands. Yeah. And, you know, they, they were big fans. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, sure. Yeah. Because there's a connection too. It's like there's a certain LA band thing. You know? Yes, there is. Yeah, connection yeah. between everybody. Yep. Um, how about? Uh, I knew I was in a very different LA recently when I. Uh, was we were at the 7-Eleven and a cop said hello to me 
that I knew I was in a very different LA. But yeah. Describe like the cops back in the day because they were a real obstacle or a real, you know, the cops played a real, they played a, a role presence. in the rock, they had a presence in the rock scene almost, you know, basically. It wasn't, yeah. If it, and it They're wasn't. trying to shut it down or, I mean, I, I, you may have a good view on it. Oh yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, it, they just, it freaked them out because of the, all the energy, quote unquote, mm-hmm. of what was going on. Like, I, I was, I got caught up in a sweep in Chinatown, you know, a sting operation where they were under, uh, you know, incognito. Mm-hmm. Anybody caught drinking in public in the oh, square yeah. there or whatever, the Hong Kong Cafe, was, was uh, swooped right up. Yeah. Me and my friend, Mr. Joe, got swooped right up and it was his first time frying on acid and I was frying on acid and it's oh. like, don't take them, get out of here where you're going. And it's like, but, and then they took oh. me and it's like, yes, but I don't recommend it. It's not yeah. a good fry. No, that Just is not good. Stay in, you know, LA County. <laughs> yeah. You know, especially when, back then, Oof. in 70, 79, I'm wearing like a, you know, a vicious kind of jacket with no shirt. Yeah. I got a Swazi t- carved in my fucking chest, oh. jeans, eye makeup, spiky hair. Oh, man. You know, I go on this thing, there's two old men, you know, with like, what do you call it? Uh, they're super drunk with suits on and stuff, and yeah. the rest of them were just these like fucking essays, you know, and yeah. brothers, and they're just uh-huh. looking at me. I just cut in the corners. So, ah. Anyway, uh, yeah, it was like they they were just kind of they freaked they were freaked out, you know. So and um, for were the most, have... <coughs> oh, go ahead. Oh, no, for the most part, they would just harass you, you know, or bug you or whatever stuff. But the thing of what what, what you're talking about was that in mass, you know. Yeah. The, the army yeah like the, yeah. Poli- yeah explain Riots. a police riot because we don't have those kind of things out east what would hell what would happen is all of a sudden you'd have this these like wall like so many deep you know usually about maybe three deep or whatever that would like come down the street or they would get in they would arrange themselves in the hallway i mean mm-hmm. the hall it happened at mostly black flag shows a lot of yeah. that we played yeah and then they would just come like a wall like a fucking you know and just yeah. start beating heads and and chasing kids and everything and stuff and you know and then there'd be helicopters outside you know just like zooming in and stuff and they would chase these kids out to their cars and these kids would be just wanting to get out of their run, you know? But they'd chase them, and then if they if the kids tripped, they would just start beating them. I had friends with broken bones. I knew a girl who got her skull fractured by these guys. Um, I got clobbered really, really good by some uh, out in um, South Central. We were doing a, a show out there mm-hmm. with Christian Death. <laughs> Christian Death TSOL show. Yep. And... Um, yeah, they come down the steps. I'm trying to get out of there, and they tackle you, and they're just like, bam. They, they don't fucking pull no punches, man. Ow. And, yeah, so they that's that's what would happen is they would just, like an army, just in mass, and they would just, you know, big kids, and then the kids are trying to get in their car, get their cars. We witnessed this, too. We, me and my brother would witness this. And, they're, you know, they're trying to get, get away and stuff, and the cops come up and just start bashing their windows in, bashing through, pulling them out. You know, look like their dad's car or something. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> and then when you have some of these big athletic type rocker guys, you know, some of these huge guys like, you know, TSOL, some of these dudes is huge guys and you're fighting with the cops and everything. It's like quite a confrontation there, like on your hands there. <laughs> it's pretty intense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's what that the cop thing was like that. It was like a it was a political move. It had something to do with like 
you know, it wasn't just because of kids having fun and being crazy and looking crazy. That was an excuse. Yeah. But there was just something else going on. There, I don't know what it was control. exactly. Control yeah. and, you know, an excuse to clean up the town mm-hmm. or something, I guess. Excuse to start the crappy regentrification, the, the gentrification right. or whatever they're doing yep. out here. Of course. I hate L.A. now out, out there. I mean, there's still a great places but i like east la better yeah i like south central better yeah yeah for sure but the downtown it's like you know especially when you see there's tons of these homeless people like in little corners we've been talking about it we've been there tearing your corner now and it looks like soil and green it's really trippy we notice you go behind every strip mall there's like illegals like huddled back like shanty towns little building things makeshift little shanty towns you can't do anything you go down by like the bus station, Seventh and San Pedro, and yeah. it's it's they 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 are in the middle of the street and everything is tough. Good luck going down there. They want to just stand there and look at you, fuck mother, fuck you, just like going, yeah. oh man, please just move. Yeah, Here. we're yeah we're in the library and they're like calling the police because people won't leave and it's in the library and you know, you know. The LA Public yeah. Library. Like downtown. they're like poor librarian sitting there in some fucking like that's scratching scratch in front of her. It's <laughs> crazy. Um, we could talk forever, but I won't keep it too yeah. much longer. But yeah, um, no, cool. kind of talk about um, the, I don't know, but I, I'm trying to articulate this. But uh, the life of an LA rock musician, I, there's a real commitment and a real deep thing and a real understanding of where you stand, yeah, vis-a-vis the, the industry and all that stuff. So. Whatever, whatever your thoughts are on that. Well, um, I'm always willing to work with industry if they want to be solid and straight up, you know, if we're fucking eye to eye, which is, you know, I always find the more I deal with them, the more it's a rarity. Yeah, yeah. of course. And that's why, you know, this, you know, people like when they're going, oh man, the good old days when they had record companies and you could get big budgets and this and that and everything and stuff. And now you practically got to pay to put out a record and, you know, the, like because the industry, you know, and, uh, um, I don't know. I think it's the industry is better now in the fact of the DIY. Mm-hmm. If you apply, you know, it, it digital and the it digital world mm-hmm. of business and everything else, you know, and do a DIY way, just, you know, save your money. Don't do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you don't um, I would say that, like, what I've noticed is, like, like an East Coast musician, it's like at a certain point, they don't make it. They just give up. And, I've, oh. I, and I meet so many people in yeah. there. 50s and 60s and even 70s who are like just as intense as they and they've kept the focus and yes. understand that you're never going to be like a, a zillionaire or what, what so so talk about that okay yeah exactly in fact yeah. we talk about it quite often mm-hmm. uh Jatan and i and our, all our peers mm-hmm. around Rick here so, and people like that we're lot, yeah, yeah a lot of the bands a lot of people it's like it's who we are yeah we've done this before we weren't it was never for the money it right. was always for fun first yeah yep. And there's no reason not to have fun, you know, while you're while you're alive. I mean, zombie apocalypse. Maybe even after you're dead, you <laughs> that can could be fun still. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, um, it's always uh, you know it's always got to be about fun. Mm-hmm. It's always got to be about and and your heart and soul into it. You know what I mean? That just that that you can't pay any price. You can't find any kind of joy like you can when you play music for people and it's yours it's your babies and you're showing them and people are dancing and singing along you know you know to even showing up and everything keeping it alive you know i mean mm-hmm. we're doing it on a it's a smaller scale i mean back in the 80s and 90s you know it was like we'd be able to play you know the palladium this and that or whatever huge yeah. shows 
now playing you know little clubs or whatever but they're fun it's it's like it used to be in, back in the day yeah. intimate you know everybody's having a great time it's been years <laughs> it's been years since uh since i've even really seen a fight at any of these right. clubs and during that late 80s fucking early yeah, yeah. 90s oh there was like yeah it was yeah. scary to go to i wouldn't do shows anymore because it was scary with all the gangs and skinheads yeah, and all yeah. that kind of stuff people Motherfuckers getting killed. Yeah. They were getting killed. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> That's not what I signed up for. You guys fucking. I found a sanctuary from when I got fucked with in high school and everything and stuff. You know, and now you're invading that. Uh uh-uh. uh. So it was back to the corner. I almost considered bringing an Uzi with me to shows. And <laughs> if they yeah. got too fucked up or got like that, just, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, describe a, I describe a punk gang. I don't, because not like, they weren't like the Bloods and the Crips, but they were old, kind of, old, a little close. But they weren't quite that either. They kind of generated generated into that. Yeah, yeah. They really did. Mm-hmm. I mean, at first, what's funny is a lot of these punk gangs started out, it was just a name for um, a group of punk kids mm-hmm. from a certain area. Yeah, yeah. Like LMP, La Mirada Punks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lads, LA Death Squad. You yeah, know, yeah. it's just like Death Squad, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at first it was to describe where you were from, territory, all that kind of stuff, but, but it was just being into punk rock. And somehow, somebody wrote a book about it, in okay. fact, and it kind I'll, of really describes out. it. Yeah, please do, because it describes it perfectly. Where it's just like, there was a unity and the gangsta, somehow it got infiltrated by the, the gangsta gangsters. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, and then along with the National Front skinhead kind of things and stuff like that, it just kind of evolved where, you know, the punk scene had grown to a size and a level of intensity and violence. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. that, that there was that like uh, competitive thing. You know, yeah. oh, I could be more there. You know, I could be more intense. I could beat the shit out of this guy. Hurt. You know, all of a sudden it's that, and then like. You know, then it, it then all of a sudden the gang thing comes, which is always attractive for some reason to young males. You know, yeah, the camaraderie. You know, yeah, yeah. and um, so that what happened was because it, it, it miffed me. All of a sudden I'm here. Oh, LMP. Yeah, I got friends at LMP. Yeah, the punks from all around it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, then they go, yeah, that's them. That's some of them over there. And I'm all, where? Mm-hmm. And they're right there. I go, oh, all I see is a bunch of cholos, and they're like, that's LMP. I'm like. Yeah. You know, and then, yeah, so it was just, I, I missed the total transition, but I realized that there was, you know, and that's when it got really deadly and violent and drugs and the whole bit, you know. It's, so it was an infiltration from, you know, the evil powers that be. Um, just one final question. You kind of touched on it a second ago, but what do you think of Los Angeles today? <coughs> it's, Los- different, it's a different place than it was. It's totally a different place. But like you said about the lifers, those of us that are lifers, yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, like Mary for 45 Grave also. Yep, I mean, yep. a lot of bands, you know, a lot of them, you know, come, but there's some that came back and then like thought because they thought, oh, because they'd see a lot about it, but they'd be, you know, they think there's a ton of money in it. They try to come back and realize that, well, no, you know, you'll, you don't even make hardly anything. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh. yeah, right. so, you know, um, but the L.A. today is. It's well on on just on a general level, it's it's safer. Yeah. I mean, we still we still hear like pow 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 every yeah. few days or whatever and stuff, but it's 
it's um it's safer it's more uh um expensive (laughs) and it but it lost a lot of its old charm that's what i hate you know Uh, I, I mean, I make a joke about, yeah, when are they going to fucking replace the, like, you know, Hollywood Walk of Fame with a marble sidewalk, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> they, they did. They tore down a lot of places, and uh, it just, it's not the L.A. it used to be. But as long as there's people there that remember the older L.A., we're not going to try to relive it, but we're going to try to keep the spirit of it and apply it to the new L.A. And that's what we're doing through band, through... You know, art, you know, there's a lot more art nowadays, you know, with artists being yep, art. Yep, yep. I mean, musicians, yep, everything yep. stuff. In fact, I have a display this Friday oh, with Jack Richard and a bunch of other people oh, wow. and El yeah, Segundo. Yeah. You know, she does painting too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all artists mm-hmm. as well and have galleries and pictures. So, yeah, the LA, LA's got a lot, a lot, it's got a lot going. It really does. Awesome. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. I want to thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. you thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mr. Man, sir. And uh, say hello. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I realize you were both in Seconds Magazine. Yeah, yeah. Another one Yeah, another connection, right? Very cool. Not going to find too many couples where just that apps. Yep. Yeah. Thanks so much to Rick Agnew and to Tony Mann. And thank you for checking out Rock History 101. I'm your host, Stephen Blush. See you next week on the Blush Media Network. Blush Media Network broadcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and YouTube. For further information, contact Blush Media Network at gmail.com.